The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Teen girl Naomi Irion is sitting in the early morning hours in the parking lot of a Nevada Walmart. She's waiting for her ride. It's one of those, you know, rideshare buses that you see going around college campuses, dropping students off at one building or the other. Well, she was going to catch a similar bus to her job at Panasonic. It was one of those jobs where you have to wear a hazmat suit to go in there and build batteries highly technical she's really good at it so that's why she's sitting alone in her car in a walmart parking lot in the dark looking at her phone like my children do incessantly she's playing some game or texting in the early morning hours and then she never shows up for work in the last hours a big development in the case of Naomi Irion. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. We now know that teen girl Naomi Irion was kidnapped right there from that Walmart parking lot in the dark, the early morning hours. She was brutally raped, shot dead, Imagine the terror this girl went through, then buried in the desert. Her body found in a shallow grave just two weeks after she goes missing. Cops are led to 42-year-old Troy Driver. May he rot in hell. And of course, 
when you're busted with DNA of what you're going to do? Well, of course. You can't fight modern science. So he demands a psychological evaluation. Yeah. You know what that means? That you were crazy at the time of the incident, meaning you don't know wrong from right, or you are incompetent to help or assist your attorney at trial. That's incompetency. Now, as far as insanity goes, can I just point out that he walked back and forth uh, around her car, staring at her. She's on her phone. He kidnaps her. Then... He destroys her cell phone so she can't be traced. He replaces the tires on his truck in an attempt to cover up the crime. If that's crazy, people, that's crazy like a fox. Then when all of this is uncovered, he declares, oops, okay, so I'm not insane at the time of the crime. Let's go with hmm, what's left. Incompetency to stand trial. But Before I get into his competency or lack thereof, I want to review the facts. This guy now claiming he is incompetent to stand trial. How did the whole thing start? Spread the word about my sister as much as you can because she, this was on Saturday morning. We don't know how fast that truck is going. She could be anywhere right now. But we are we are out of time. It, this it's this it's so critical right now to just anything that you know or heard or or thought of like it needs to be reported. Truer words never spoken, and when I hear the words "we are out of time," that's not good. We know the statistics. Imagine being taken. In a kidnapper's vehicle, every hour, 60 miles, every minute, another mile away from home. Now, take a listen to the Lyon County Sheriff's Department press conference held late at night. Listen. When I didn't hear, I didn't see her on Saturday uh, because I went to bed super early. Uh, and she got home. She usually came home kind of later at night. And so that wasn't weird. And then when I saw that she didn't come home on Sunday. And she worked so early in the morning. And she worked so early in the morning, etc. She came. She didn't come home on Sunday. And I knew something was wrong. I immediately, you know, reached out to family first to see if they'd heard from her. I reached out to all the jails and hospitals in the nearby area. Uh, all the way from Churchill County to Washoe County, Sacramento, um, Carson City, everywhere like that. It was at that point that I knew something was wrong, and I made sure to call dispatch on Sunday night. Have you ever had that feeling where you don't know where your daughter, your son is? Are they lost in the mall? Are they lost in the store? They're not picking up their cell phone. You were hearing her brother, Casey who lives with her, describing when he realized something was very wrong. This teen girl has a job with Panasonic and works crazy hours, often catching the bus to get to work. 
Now, take a listen to this. The search for a Nevada teenager stalked and abducted from a Walmart parking lot has ended with the discovery of her body. Police say detectives acting on a tip found the remains of 18-year-old Naomi Arion buried in a remote area of Churchill County. The teenager was abducted in her own car while waiting for a shuttle bus on her way to work in Reno. A 41-year-old ex-con was charged today with first-degree kidnapping. Troy Driver has a violent criminal record, including a sentence of 15 years in prison for his role in a 1997 murder in Northern California. You were just hearing our friends at KTLA 5 breaking the heart-rending news this after Naomi's mother joined us begging, begging for help in finding her girl. Listen. We're also looking for her purse. It's a black bag. And any of her clothing. She was wearing a the blue Panasonic t-shirt. And she was wearing a gray cardigan. And I think she was wearing gray sweatpants and blue Ugg boots. Uh, they no. were either gray, black, or brown. Gray, black, were, or brown. I think they were like a faded black. Yes. Uh, they're like, uh, they're knockoff Uggs. So they're not, not name brands. Yes. So if you find any of that just laying out, please call. It could be vital to saving her life. And that's our number one goal right now. Please save my daughter and bring her home. Please, anything, any little tiny bit of information, please call. Her mother, Diana, breaking down in tears. The more we talked about the search for her daughter, the more she broke down. I wonder if verbalizing in that way what was happening made it too real for her. We learned the body of teen girl Naomi Erian found in a shallow grave. Joining me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags on Amazon. She's the host of Today with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ. You can find her at wendypatrickphd.com. Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, psychologist, professor Columbia University in New York, author of Rational Emotive Behavior. You can find her at debbiejaffeellis.com. Renowned medical examiner joining us from the state of Florida, Dr. Tim Gallagher, lecturer, University of Florida Medical School Forensic Medicine, founder and host, International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation conference. Karen Smith, forensic expert, lecturer, University of Florida, host of a hit series, Shattered Souls podcast. But first, to Alexis Terezchuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter joining us. Alexis, take a listen to our friend Brianna Connor, ABC. It was, in fact, a tip from a neighbor that helped investigators find Driver and the truck connected to the case. Another tip eventually led to Naomi's body. Alexis Tereschuk, tell me everything you know about the location of Naomi's body. Somebody called a tip into the police. We don't know who it is, how they knew this, because it was a, it's a very specific tip of where a body is. They 
told the police there there was a shallow grave. They, I don't know if they said there's a body or a grave, but they pointed the police in the exact right location. This is a rural area, and what they found there is a shallow grave. I understand that it is Churchill County, as in Winston Churchill, Churchill County. Now, I'm trying to figure out, Wendy Patrick, what do we know, or Alexis Terrestrial, anyone on the panel that is familiar with that area, Churchill County, from Fernley, Nevada, where she went missing, to Churchill County, Nevada, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, so... Pick it up there, Alexis. You were in the middle of telling me about where she was found. Go ahead. So she was found in Churchill County, which is almost 60 miles away from where she went missing. She was found in Churchill County. She went missing in Fernley, Nevada, and then was found in Churchill County. This is a rural county. Not even 3,000 people live there. So somebody called in a tip about this and led the police to her grave not to her in a house her alive unfortunately to a grave what they're calling a shallow grave i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Teen girl Naomi Arion vanishes in the night where she's sitting in a parked car at a Nevada Walmart parking lot waiting for her ride to work at Panasonic. In the last hours, a big development in the case of Naomi Arion found raped, shot dead, and buried out in the Nevada desert. The alleged perp, 42-year-old Troy Driver, Claims he's incompetent. I don't buy that for a minute. For those of you just joining us, this POS, technical legal term, has been found competent to stand trial. Now, we know few details on his competency evaluation. Um, Considered private medical information under HIPAA was filed with the court. But here, here's the deal. When you use insanity or incompetency as a defense, those records typically are shared with the prosecutor and are introduced in court. Now, maybe they used a bench trial to determine competency, which means you just have a judge. So we may never know what those medical analyses are. But I have tried incompetency cases, and you have to listen to this. Not only does the prosecutor have to try the murder case and all its gory details, forcing Naomi's family to listen to all of that, there has to be another trial for incompetency. Yes, a trial within a trial before you even strike the jury uh, on guilt or innocence. Now, you also have to have a jury for an incompetency hearing, a trial, unless you... The defendant agrees to just do it with the judge. And in that stage, you hear everything the defendant tells the shrink. Okay, that said, we don't have our mitts on the incompetency records. But we do know a lot about 42-year-old Troy Driver's actions around the time of the murder and since what that family had to go through. The body of Naomi Erian found renowned medical examiner joining us from the state of Florida, Dr. Tim Gallagher, lecturer, University of Florida Medical School, Forensic Medicine. I'm trying to determine, um, A, how they identified her, and B, if we can figure out a cause of death after this time lapse. Dr. Gallagher, there are many ways to identify a dead person. You don't have to have DNA. As a matter of fact, when... um, Gabby's body was found. She was wearing a T-shirt that her parent, Gabby Petito, that her parents immediately knew was hers. And we all have certain identifying things that we wear. Um, it could be as simple as that. What are other ways other than DNA? Well, that's a good way of a supporting piece of evidence that would lend to somebody being identified. But it, but in order to identify somebody's 
scientifically, it has to be um, a, something that's part of their body. And things that are part of their body could be a unique tattoo, as simple as that. Or it could be um, a dental work that they had done that is uh, shown up on the post-mortem x-rays. Uh, there are also unique features in the bones of the face. Uh, that if we take an x-ray of the remains and then we were able to uh, get an x-ray of a person uh, who is alive, we can match the, the bones of the face, you know, to... Um, you mean if she had had an x-ray in life? Right. If she had an x-ray in life and we were able to acquire that x-ray and then compare it to the x-ray that we can... Or if somebody had a broken leg. Uh, in life, and you find out this person has a broken leg. This girl, to my knowledge, did not have any tattoos or piercings other than her in her ears. So that wouldn't help. But, you know, what about the fact that to Dr. Tim Gallagher, for years and decades, the Red Cross and others have relied on field tests, immediate field tests to determine identity. What is that? Uh, the immediate field test to identify um, identity often relies on what we were talking about before, pre-injuries. Uh, uh, it could be the, the repair of an injury. Sometimes uh, they will put a metal plate in the leg to fix it, and that metal plate will have a serial number on it. We could remove the plate, find the serial number, look that serial number up, and it'll tell us the doctor, the patient, and when it was placed inside that leg and then we could identify the person that way. The field um, uh, identification could be something as simple as stature. You know, is this a male? Is it a female? Is it an old person? Is it a younger person? Uh, you know, the, the Red Cross does do excellent work, um, but they're, um, they go by an anatomical type of uh, identification process where the scientific community now embraces a molecular or radiologic type of um, uh, modality, you know, to, to identify somebody. What do you mean by the two modalities to identify? You said radiologic and one other. Right. So um, a, a DNA type of uh, um, identification. Would be molecular. Process. Radiologic is an x-ray. Is that what you're right, saying? Right. So x-rays or DNA. Okay. Right, x -ray so x-ray or, or DNA. DNA. Right. I hear you. Mm -hmm. So you got x-rays, you got DNA, you have... Um, tattoos, you have clothing, you have uh, teeth work, whether somebody had a cavity in the fifth grade, whether they wore braces, orthodontia, all of that can help identify someone if you don't have DNA already. We know for a fact Naomi Irian, her remains have been found at what has been described as a, quote, shallow grave. You know, that conjures up all sorts of images. Karen L. Smith is joining me, everyone. At barebonesforensic.com, Karen, a forensic expert. Karen, when I hear shallow grave, in my experience, that's two or three feet deep max. Yeah. What does it mean to you? That's exactly right. One foot to three feet, Nancy. You know, that tells me so much about this crime that implements were purchased beforehand. There was premeditation. They had shovels. Okay. You, you, you Look, you know, you're the forensic expert. You've got to explain to everybody why you're saying that. I, I get you. Explain why. Well, you know, you have one or more perpetrators. If you have a shallow grave, they're not going to get down on their knees and dig it with their hands. They have implements with them, whether it's a shovel or a rake or a pickaxe or whatever it is. They have that with 
them, which tells me it's almost like a murder kit. This was pre-planned. This was premeditated. They have to dig that grave with something and then, you know, put a body in it. So that tells me everything about premeditation, Nancy. Karen Smith, that is an excellent point to dig even a shallow grave. An implement is needed. However, uh, in my mind, Wendy Patrick, this teen girl could have been murdered and then the perp get the implement. First thing, they need to go to all the Walmarts, all the uh, Lowe's, Home Depots, feeding seeds. It's a rural area. There could be one nearby that's an obvious choice to find out if anyone came in and bought a shovel or anything they could use to dig this hole, right? I mean, this guy might not be driving around in his car with a shovel in the back. That's exactly right. And thankfully, that's something you and I and others have been using for years is looking at surveillance video, especially in a rural area where you don't have a 100 stores to look at, you have less. And especially when you have, and I love the, the murder kit, that's a great soundbite for what you would need, sadly, to dig this kind of a grave. So that's right. And one of the, the benefits of doing that nowadays is when I started practicing law, the graininess of the photos almost made it indistinguishable to try to figure out who you can recognize, what somebody is buying. But nowadays we do have ways of really seeing what we need to see to try to figure out who might have bought this kit. And I have to say, this case really sort of uh, makes us look at something that you would think would be as safe as a Walmart parking lot very differently. Karen L. Smith, there's so much forensic evidence that can be learned, gleaned from the site. For instance, I believe he had to have lived either in the Fernley area or the Churchill County area. I mean, why would he go to that location? I mean, think about Scott Peterson. He lived in the Modesto area, but he disposed of Lacey's body at a spot familiar to him, the San Francisco Bay, where he routinely went fishing. What do you make of it? And what, if anything, forensically, can we learn from the grave site? I agree. Uh, you know, you do with these perpetrators, and most often they will stay in an area that is familiar to them, however far away that might extend. As far as the grave site, Nancy, this is a desert location. You're dealing with either loose dirt or hard compact dirt and clay. You've got shoe prints, possible tire tracks. You know, sometimes these perps will dispose of something like maybe a cigarette butt or a soda can in the gravesite. I found receipts in gravesites that were disposed of with the body. And all of those clues can lead back to the person who did it. So they're going to have to sift through every single speck of that grave site, which I'm sure they're doing, they use fine sifters and they go scoop, scoop by scoop, bucketful by bucketful, looking for bullet shell casings, looking for uh, small bones, looking for clothing items and jewelry and any other evidence that might have been disposed of. In the last days, a judge has ruled prime suspect in the murder of teen girl Naomi Irion found raped shot and buried in a shallow grave in the desert in Nevada. Prime suspect has been ruled competent to stand trial. Now, this is just a pit stop on his way straight to H-E-double-L. He'll have a trial first, though. But, I mean, with DNA evidence from the rape, man, you can't, it's hard to fight that. This murder rocked the small town of Fernley. It's about 30 miles east of of Reno, 
After months of delay kicking rocks while 42-year-old Troy Driver claims he's incompetent, we now have a ruling. Troy Driver will be tried for murder. The whole case is horrible. It's a tragedy. Right now, what can we do? We can seek justice. Take a listen now to our friend Brian Inton. Naomi, she is an 18-year-old woman. She is the daughter of a U.S. diplomat. She lived all over the world and recently moved here to Nevada to live with uh, her older brother because she wanted a more normal life. She was used to living on these American diplomatic compounds. She wanted to go to college. Um, She wanted to buy a car. She wanted to have a boyfriend. And she was in the Walmart parking lot back on March 12th when she was kidnapped. This young girl had been very, very sheltered, according to what her mother, Diana, told us. They had lived all over the world, but always within a very tightly knit diplomatic community, going to certain schools, to American schools. She finally wanted to live with her brother in America and be like, quote, every other American teen. Guys, this is a girl that has just graduated from high school. Just graduated from high school. She was working a job at a Panasonic a Panasonic center where she actually would put on what looks like a hazmat suit and put together build batteries for Panasonic. She wanted the, I guess, stereotypical life of an American teen. And this is what happened. At five o'clock in the morning, she has managed to get herself to a Walmart parking lot waiting on a shuttle bus to go to Panasonic. She's sitting in her car. It's dark outside. She's playing on Snapchat or Facebook or Insta and doesn't notice a man stalking her. No one would have known had it not been for the Walmart parking lot surveillance video. Listen to our friends at KOLO. Walmart had surveillance video and shared it with Casey. Here's a snapshot of that video showing the suspect. Casey says the video shows this man getting into Naomi's car and driving off with her in the passenger seat. Once we found the footage, um, which appears to be um, nondescript male, Average height, average build, completely covered up with a mask and a hood. That Walmart surveillance video was very, very chilling to Alexis Terezchuk. Please describe it. So it's a black and white video. You can see her. um, I'm sorry, you can see him, and he's kind of pacing around the Walmart parking lot. So it's 5.30 in the morning. Remember that. So it's, it's not light yet. There are not a lot of people there. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Alexis, because the Walmart video shows that it's dark outside and what almost broke my heart is we learned that this little girl just graduated from high school would go and try to park under a a lamp a street light in the walmart parking lot we've all seen them because she thought it would be safer take a listen to our cut three our friends at khou 11. not shared according to the family in a local tv interview is video of him forcing his way into her car 
this person did say or do something to Naomi to make her move over from the driver's side to the passenger side. This wasn't chance. This was something that he was thinking about, and he was very suspicious looking. Arion's four-door sedan was later found in this industrial area where it was processed and from where authorities believe the suspect may have driven away in this dark Chevy pickup. Two days after Naomi disappears, her car is found. Take a listen to our cut. 7 KOLO. Two days after Naomi disappeared, Lyon County deputies found her car in the industrial park in Fernley. The sheriff's office says evidence found in the car indicates criminal activity. Her family assumes that because of what Naomi is not doing. She's 18. She's always on social media constantly. And she has not been on social media since Saturday morning. To Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, psychologist joining us from Columbia University. Dr. Debbie, we've talked many times about uh, routine evidence, which is not to say typical. It is evidence of routine, behavioral evidence. The fact that this girl went dark on social media was significant to her mother. And rightly so, yeah. If, if there is something a person engages in regularly, enjoys it, and then so stops without any warning or indication why, yeah, the mother was spot on in, in hearing her alarm bells go off loudly. <laughs> you know, Wendy Patrick, we have analyzed criminal behavior thousands, countless times. What do you make of the perp's behavior as he stood and stared at her car and her sitting there in the dark under the parking lot light, just tapping away on Snapchat? What do you make of that? Had he seen her before? Why was he in the parking lot at 5 o'clock in the morning? You know, in a word, I think it goes to premeditation. What it shows is him thinking, strategizing, planning, plotting, looking at that vulnerability that people have when they're tied to their phones, whether they're on social media or making a call. He took advantage of that level of distraction to make his move. So it really looks like it wasn't random. He saw a vulnerable victim and he went in for the kill. It may have been dark outside, but thankfully there was at least enough light that we can argue he knew what he was looking at, knew what he was doing, and probably knew what he planned to do. Karen Smith, you're the forensics expert. Weigh in. This is what I'm hearing, Nancy. You have a primary crime scene in her car. That is the primary crime scene. They say they found evidence of a struggle or evidence of something horrible that happened in the car. That tells me it's blood. Then you have the car found at this paint manufacturing company. Okay, whoa, 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 wait. Right? You're right. Hold on. They absolutely said at the beginning there's evidence in the car that convinces us this is of a criminal nature. Right. She didn't just meet a guy and take off. That's right. Your assumption is that it's blood. Well, it, ha it would have to be something visible or something that could be detected with luminol. Or well, how about if her car was simply in disarray? That's, okay, so that's a good possibility, too. Like there had too. been a struggle. Sure. Absolutely, let's go there. What I was going to say was, you have a secondary crime scene in this pickup truck. Was that parked there strategically so that this perpetrator could use that to haul her body 56 miles to the, the burial site? This was definitely premeditated. This wasn't something off the cuff, Nancy. Well, another thing is it's been said he walked up from a homeless encampment, but I don't think this guy was homeless, and I'll tell you why. Because he had access to another vehicle. After he ditches her car 
at an industrial park, which I find significant too. He knew to go to an industrial park where her car would not be noticed for a couple of days. And it wasn't. And he had access to another car. A homeless person does not have access to a pickup truck. I agree 100%. This is not a homeless person. This is somebody uh, who has planned this. And I don't know if he was stalking her, if it was a, 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 you know, spur of the moment thing as far as uh, him watching for someone or a young girl, period. I don't know. What in the world could he have said to her to make her move over? I, I, I don't understand. Maybe he threatened her with he a had, gun? Absolutely. He had some kind of implement, whether it was a gun, a knife, the, uh, the implication that he had a, a weapon with him, you know. I don't know how big this man is, but if, if you know, a girl and you have a, a man threatening you or saying something to you or displaying a weapon to you, that's where my mind goes. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Even in death, Naomi Irion will always be one person's little sister. Talking about Tammy Cartwright, Naomi's sister, who has waited and waited and waited for justice ever since 
Her sister, Naomi, was found murdered in a shallow grave in the Nevada desert. No more happy conversations on the phone. No more trips to the mall. No more dinners together around the supper table. Naomi's would-be 19th birthday came and passed in July. She will forever be remembered as 18. Meanwhile, 42-year-old Troy Driver is now going to trial, accused of sex assault and murder after Naomi's body found in that shallow grave in Churchill County. After a, let me just say, battle over incompetency, a judge has ruled Driver will go to trial regarding the death of Naomi Irion. This, as Naomi's family shares photos with us of a desert memorial. Can you even imagine, instead of planning your daughter's graduation, her Christmas presents under the tree, Naomi's family is sharing new photos on social media of the area where her body was found, where a memorial now stands. They say, quote, Today we went where Naomi was found, deep in this horrible desert. Mm, mm, mm. They had to drive 65 miles on a normal road, then 25 more miles deeper into the desert to find the location. That shallow gravesite is there near Cole Canyon Road, northeast of Fallon and Churchill County. Naomi's dad sharing a photo of a cross with Naomi's name on it on a tree in the Walmart parking lot where she was kidnapped. Have you ever been driving down the interstate and you see where somebody's put a cross and there's flowers on it? where someone lost their life in a traffic accident, you can presume. Can you imagine that's what these parents are left with? Their teen girl dead? According to prosecutors, raped, shot, and buried by Troy Driver. Take a listen to Our Cut 26, our friends at Inside Edition. 41-year-old Troy Driver was arrested and charged with kidnapping by the Lyon County Sheriff's Office. Police released video of the suspect they believe got in her car and left the morning of March 12th. They also released images of the vehicle they believe he was driving. Authorities say they have also located the pickup truck they believe was leaving the scene where Naomi's car was later found. 41-year-old Khan, that's right, he's a felon, Troy Driver. Surveillance video picked him up, leaving with her. From that industrial park. Does it show him struggling with her? Does it show him with a gun to her back? How did he get her from her car into a truck? Was she already dead? How have they linked him, Troy's driver, to her? Is it because of his car? To Alexis Terrestre joining us from CrimeOnline.com. What do we know about 41-year-old Troy Driver? 
What we know is he has just finished serving a 15-year sentence for murder that he committed when he was 17 years old. So he has had a lifetime of crime. In fact, so when he was 17 years old, he was sentenced for a murder of a meth dealer. And he also pleaded guilty to three charges of second-degree robbery of a Circle K convenience store and a Chevron service station, as well as breaking into a hardware store. So this location where he committed this time where he kidnapped Naomi and then murdered her is very well known to him because this is where he started off his life of crime. So he knows that these are vulnerable areas. Are you talking about the Walmart parking lot near Fernley, or are you talking about Churchill County? The Walmart parking lot. I'm also curious where he did his time. I wonder if that was near where her body was found. I mean, I'm trying to get at evidence. That's what I'm talking about. It Did he kill her in Churchill County? Did he kill her before she was even taken out of her car? Did he take her somewhere and torture or rape her? Is there evidence there? I'm looking at a conviction, the possibility of convicting this guy. Is it him? How do we know it's him? Regarding his criminal history, take a listen to our friend Paul Nelson, KTVN2. He served time in prison for his role in a 1997 murder in Willits, California. Driver was just 17 at the time. According to old articles, he pleaded guilty to accessory to murder after the fact and a string of robberies. A judge sentenced him to 15 years in prison, but he may have only uh, he may have been released after eight or after 12 years. The suspect in Naomi Erion's kidnapping is in the Lyon County Jail. According to the Ukiah Daily Journal, Troy Driver served time in prison for helping cover up a murder in 1997. It says he helped put the body of an alleged drug dealer in a car trunk, then dumped him in the woods. It is upsetting to me that there's people out here in the general public that have these capabilities with this kind of past. The 41-year-old was arrested Friday in Fallon, and his Chevy pickup was impounded for evidence. Valley doesn't expect him to tell detectives where Erion is. I would just try to relate to him as someone that also has family and um, ask him to put himself in our shoes. Well, apparently that didn't work. This guy's been in the pen before. He is not going to tell where the body is. However, a tipster calls in and the remains of this teen girl just out of high school have been found. Now, I just learned a lot. I want to go to Karen Smith. We know he's already put one victim in his last go around after a string of robberies and a murder, being involved in a murder. He puts the victim in a car trunk and then dumps the body in the woods. You know what? That's what I call a similar transaction, transporting a homicide victim in a vehicle and then dumping the body like it's trash out in some remote location. Same thing here. Right. And he escalated because now it was a shallow grave, Nancy. It wasn't just dumping it in the woods. Now he's trying to cover up his crimes. This is not foreign to him. He's a monster. Uh, You know, the forensics, as far as I'm concerned, we have the linkage principle, the victim, the crime scene to the suspect. And you link those three things, touch DNA, bloodstains, his truck. Now, to Dr. Debbie Jaffe-Ellis, psychologist, professor Columbia University and author, Dr. Debbie, you think after a guy has done time, hard jail time, being implicated in a murder and a string of robberies, that he would do anything 
not to go back to jail, right? Sounds highly likely. Yep, Nancy. Okay, I was expecting a little bit more from you other than, yep. Something like the thinking that goes into the mind of a career criminal, how they're not worried about going back to jail. Their idea of my plan not going back to jail is don't get caught instead of I'm not going to break the law. Okay. (laughs) Take two. Right. So why wouldn't the plan be I'm going to get a job. I'm not going to go back to jail. So help me God in heaven. Instead of, wow, when I kidnap this girl and rape and murder her, how can I not get caught and go back to jail? Why? Apparently, well, one possibility would be the urge to do what he did uh, is more dominant than any tendency to think things through regarding avoiding this, that, or the other. Obviously, the the thrill or the potential satisfaction he thought he would feel um, blinded him from thinking things through uh, about being caught, not caught, avoiding, not avoiding. We wait as justice unfolds. And don't you worry, driver. We'll be on the front row of that murder trial. To those of you listening, goodbye, friend. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.